for 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 the audience, who's introducing you and exactly who you are, what you do, and what's okay, kicking. First of all, mm-hmm. do I have to speak English the whole time? Ah, uh, no, I'm not going to speak English. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm not going to speak English. I'm not going Tom Zavezu I am a recently. Tom Zavezu and I am a recently. Let's get back into it. Before the network is, is better, Lalana, you were saying you're introducing yourself. Yes, you are. Yeah, bo. Indeed, you are. And I'm a medical doctor doing pediatrics at Prince Mshieni in Durban. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, personally, I have quite a number of questions, especially over here. We were going to speak about COVID nineteen. When I number one, you positive. You tested positive for for yes. the, the the virus. God, it 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 doesn't seem to me like you stressed. Uh, as that you carefree, how are you stressed? Okay, so first of all, I think this thing of being in the healthcare system and um, being a doctor, I've been a doctor for how long? I graduated from VITS in 2014, so almost six years. You, 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 you learn to keep it together. So, for now, I'm not really, I'm more worried about other people like mom and Umake, you know how she stresses this. So, I am worried about myself, but I'm more worried about you guys. Mm. So, I try to keep it together so that you guys don't get stressed out. Okay, yeah. so, for someone who, okay, let's first establish what exactly COVID-19 is. Uh, can you just quickly break it down for me? Because Mina, I think I have a general understanding of it, but I don't have a, a proper understanding. And I think a lot of people forty have the same feeling and have the same understanding as I do. So can you break it down properly and, 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 and help us understand exactly what it is and how it affects me in my head? Mm-hmm. Everybody is working on it. Everybody is trying to discover. There's new studies being published every day. One moment we are told to do that, next moment it's being um, um, <clears throat> disputed. So it's a work in progress. But basically, COVID nineteen it's a it's a viral infection um, that mainly affects the respiratory system, but it can also um, affects all the other systems such as the GIT so some patients um, can present with diarrhea mm-hmm. um, it can affect the brain it can affect the kidneys it can affect the skin it can basically affect every single part of your body 
It's just that um, the receptors, you see, now you're making me go deep. I'm trying not to go deep. Please do, please do, actually. Okay, the receptors in the body that the virus binds onto, Mm -hmm. a large number of them are found in your respiratory system. Okay. Yeah, so most patients will present with respiratory symptoms. You cough, your shortness of breath, um, your dry or your scratchy or your sore throat, nasal congestion. But those same receptors, you can find them in other areas of the body, but they're not expressed as much as in the respiratory system. Mm. Yeah. So initially, well, we still think the people that are at high risk, obviously, are elderly people with... Um, um, comorbidities, so oh, the diabetics, the hypertensives, um, patients with lupus, and so on, are at higher risk of developing severe disease. But um, honestly speaking, I mean, from my experience, from what I've just been seeing and hearing around, nobody is safe. Right now, in Albert Lutuli, we have 25-year-old patients, 18-year-olds, that are being ventilated, that are on the um, ventilator, that's the life support machine. We are having, we are losing 18-year-olds. So, nobody's safe. Like, initially thought, okay, I mean, I'm young, so, you know, I'm good, but guys. So, when I would you would you say then this is something that has to do with your immune system and how strong it is or how weak it is? Goba manje. Uh, initially we all thought it was the elderly and and the very young like you explained but you you just said like 25 year olds 18 year olds so is it down to the fact that abantu really are either really healthy or they're unhealthy and those who are unhealthy this virus is targeting them uh, because of their weak immune system or is it because manji the thing i don't understand is one person can be asymptomatic right and then the next person is like dying you know and it's very tricky mind you to first of all distinguish exactly who how how is it gonna affect you as an individual i wanna because mina i feel like eventually everyone is gonna get it i don't see how you can prevent yourself from getting it because i mean we have to go outside we have to be working the country has to move forward we can't stay in lockdown forever so, Manji, I think the most important thing is to distinguish exactly what this disease is and how it can affect you as, a, as an individual. What's your opinion on that? So, that's what people have been doing. That's what all these scientists have been trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. But the main issue with the COVID-19, again, I'm, I'm going to go into, into depth People that are not in the medical field probably won't really understand. Mm-hmm. But it has to do, the severity of the disease is caused by our immune response to the virus. Okay. So if your immune response is, the response is, I don't know if I can say this, but almost exaggerated, that's what causes the severe disease because the immune response is, hmm. I don't know how to put it in lay terms. Yeah. I don't know how to put it in lay, but it's a, it, like uh, if a patient that comes in with severe 
symptoms. Yes, yeah. they will have the risk factors. Yes, um, the diabetes, still the diabetics, the all of those. Yes, they are at high risk. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is also mediated by your immune response. Yeah. So if, if the immune response can be overwhelming to the body, the immune system is very it's very good to fight off diseases and viruses, but sometimes it can be overwhelming to the body, and yeah. that's what causes the severe disease. For example, Uma tested positive as well. Mm-hmm. She's 61, she's hypertensive, and she was asymptomatic. Mm. Nothing. It was a coincidental finding. I'm symptomatic. I'm 30, I have no comorbidities, I am fairly healthy, I eat healthy, I jog five times a week, but I'm symptomatic. I, 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 I have shortness of breath as we speak here and there. Mm. So That's crazy. So I can't, I, I can, I don't think anyone can say, Wuti, you are most likely to, to, to develop a, a disease like this. You are, I don't think so. I yeah. Think Everybody just needs to take the precautionary um, measurements. Mm. Whether you are young, whether you you are healthy, whether anything. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, uh, in terms of how we've handled the the whole crisis, when how do you see it? Was it appropriate the way we've handled it, or would you, uh, being someone from the medical arena, have done in Because here's my thing. What I see and what the government is doing uh, in terms of the lockdown and the restrictions is it's being copied from other countries and what other countries have done. But it's not necessarily appropriate for South Africa. Um, And you definitely see this by um, the president's responses from his interviews where one week he's saying something and then the next week he's taking it back and then leaves the footy the yeah. next the following week it's going again yeah. so they don't particularly know what to actually do because they're taking they're taking a blueprint from a different country and they're in, uh, yeah. placing it into south africa gandhi those measures aren't necessarily going to work here so i mean i i personally feel good say, surely we could have implemented something different i mean we had a head start in this i mean the first case was um noticed in march if i'm not mistaken but yeah. we we already knew by january uh, late december to january that covid 19 existed in china but for some reason there was no action and then everyone started panic panicking and then obviously by implementing the 21 lockdown day lockdown which i thought did was it appropriate maybe but did it suit our country economically no mentally no because abandu manje Especially for Abantekas, I mean, I work day in, day out at Lukshin and I see the behavior from Abant Labayana. And you can go to the suburban areas and everyone there is behaving, everyone there is in lockdown. I live in a suburban area. So when that 21 day um, lockdown was, was, was implemented, it was completely appropriate, la, la, in Centurion where I stay and everyone was following those protocols. But at the same time, you can't tell someone who literally is working and has a, a daily wage and they own a shop or something. You can't be telling them, Uguti, 
they have to stick at a lockdown where they can't even or they barely make ends meet. So to me, that could have been handled better. South Africa, I don't think, is in a position where we can say everyone shut down, uh, stay in your homes because there are people that literally do not know where to eat each and every day. They have to be working yeah. or they have to somehow be on a daily basis in order for them to put bread on the table. And I feel like these models were taken from developed countries who could say, hey, we're going to give you a grant. This 350 rand grant took two months to be implemented. If you applied in March, you could only get it in May. And so it's 350. You know? Mm-hmm. First of all, in lockdown, I think we started off well. Mm. The twenty-one day lockdown, I think that was the the most appropriate response. I think to yeah. try and curb the infection rate. Mm. But you're right. For our country, it's virtually impossible to implement it. I worked in a in a township. Implies. It's virtually impossible. But honestly speaking, I see no other way, honestly speaking. And I think that the lockdown wasn't to to eradicate the disease per se, but it's to slow down the spread. Yeah. And yeah, that's what we do to slow down the spread so that the healthcare system is not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why the alcohol, you are like, stop. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone Honestly, knows. I, 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 and I'm trying to think of what other way could we have improved. Yeah. There's a lot of. Mm, Correct, correct. Continue. Because now it applies. Like you said, it applies to us. It applies to us. It applies to me in Morningside. I can swiftly and gladly go on lockdown. Yeah. And I work for the government. My salary is not affected by any of this. Mm. Um. So, for me, I'm fine. But. A, 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 a big, big, big part of South Africa is poor. A big part of South Africa um, depends on things like um, public transportation and you know, street vendors, yeah. etc. So I really don't know how we could have improved that. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. Because yeah. This is a person-to-person spread. The only way to slow the person-to-person spread. Is to distance ourselves. Mm. Having full taxis, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. a full mall, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I think whether the government now by implementing the 350 and all of it, they were trying to compensate for the loss your income from for um for all these people. But again. This thing, if it ends, it are so fast. Like, exactly. you, you shouldn't, I don't think anyone should expect it to run smoothly. It's okay. This is what we have in place. It's gonna run smooth. Yeah, they want to log and they turn my day. No, I, I doubt. 
I yeah. Don't think anyone should have expected that. Yeah. This, this is new. Nobody expected this to happen. No, but but the thing is, Mzansi, we saw it coming. It it first was reported in China, then it was reported in Italy, then Spain, then you, then United States before we even had a case reported. So there could have been someone positive before that period, of course. That that's a high possibility. But by January, it was all over the news that there is a virus in China by January. So we had two months to prepare for this. Two months. And what I see now is everyone was worried about certain things that weren't at the time necessary. When you when you watched what um the 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 the, the um president was saying at his his speech beginning of the year talking about a smart city kulumalo kulumalo yet in the background there's china talking about hey guys there's a disease coming you know there's the united states people dying left right and center so we saw it coming could there have been a better way to handle it definitely do i know no i don't know but we definitely could have prepared for it i don't think minago right to go to city we didn't see it coming because we did we did see it coming. We did. Yeah. And, but, but I found like that was a blessing in disguise for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first world country. Let's watch and see what happens. Let them do the research because Tina, we really don't have the resources to do as much research as them and follow in their footsteps because they are ahead of us. So mm. in that sense, it was a blessing in disguise. But... I don't know how, how else we could have been. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, Cyril, <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry that our president did a Musa all this time. And mm. when it's your turn, you have to deal with this. I am so because even myself, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. as a healthcare practitioner, I really don't know how else I would have mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked for complete shutdown. It yeah. worked for them. It worked for them, but it New Zealand New Zealand one is they also did it in Australia. New Zealand in it's a very small country. It's an island. And two, it's, it's a developed island. country. Yes. And two, it's a developed country. So what's the unemployment rate in New Zealand? And even if these people are unemployed, how much money are they getting from uh, the public sector. There are many um, ways that we can look at it and say, well, in New Zealand, they had a complete shutdown and it worked for them. It doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> it's going to work for now. I'm not lying. Two weeks after the 21 day, what, 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 what? The cops were all um, so the cops and the soldiers was, were, were mostly situated at Mbisa and for two weeks there was a shutdown and not a lot of people were outside. After those two weeks, when I went back to work, beginning of June, there, I saw people with no mask on. Uh, it was a joke. People won't listen. It's a joke. People don't Yeah. 
Yeah. So you need to choose your battles. <laughs> Me, if I was, if I, I, I'm in a privileged position. Mm. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Father. And thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in a privileged position. But I feel like if I was a street vendor, if if Ben dies, I mean, if I don't go and sell, yeah, I'm going to leave my house and mm. go sell food exactly. for my children. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And that's exactly what's and happening. With, with, with this, we, in my hospital, we saw a surge of patients coming in in Ghana with severe acute malnutrition. Mm. Okay, break, break that down for me. Malnutrition as in they're lacking the... the um, vital nutrients yeah, in the system they're starving. yeah they're starving basically mm. Mm. they're starving are not making as much money and it's when they lockdown and all of that so that indirectly actually not directly affected in nutrition we were having a huge number of patients coming in malnourished mm. yeah so i mean this is a catch-22 man Catch twenty two. I I Nah. I I, I I don't think anyone knows at this point, at this moment in time. That's, even. that's that's why people are getting frustrated with one week saying this, next week they're saying that because nobody knows this this is the thing with in science, especially when there's a, a, a new a new uh virus or a new bacteria or something that's new that they are researching you find out new information about it all the time mm. so if you can just check before this lockdown the case definition for COVID-19 is way different to what the case definition for COVID-19 now is because it changes all the time there's new information being found out all the time and as new information is being found out Osiris has a team that advises him based on this information this week let's move forward like this mm. next week there's going to be something else actually let's change it and let's move that that's science that yeah. is science it's 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 what happens with hiv and aids all the time our regimen changes all the time because there's always just new information so in medicine is an ever-evolving practice you can't mm. expect to see what we were practicing 10 years ago is going to be the same as now yeah so now people are just getting frustrated. It, it looks like you don't know what you're doing, but there's just new developments all the time. Mm. Mm. It is what it is. In terms of um, the healthcare industry, Nina, how have you guys been affected? Because I know in many countries, we would say a lot of these um, employees have been overworked. So, when from 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 your side, how have you been affected, and how have your peers been affected? Okay, so in general, if you ask any any healthcare worker, in general, we are just overworked. That's our baseline. G. <laughs> That's our baseline. We are tired. We mm-hmm. are tired. We are forever tired. You've been with me. You've seen me when I'm post-call. You've seen me on 
on a full week of working, you know how I am. Mm. I'm just tired. Now, come with the COVID. Come with this pandemic that our numbers are growing exponentially. We are tired. And I think the most frustrating part about it is a lack of PPEs for us. Yeah. I've got... Okay, it would be wrong of me to... No, I'm not accusing, but I think I got the virus from one of my patients because Mina, I've been you know me I'm a homebody I don't go out you're always telling me yeah you need to mm-hmm. go out and mm-hmm. you know meet new people mini lockdown is perfect for me it works for me I'm in the house all day every I'm fine so yeah. I haven't been going out I haven't been I've been asking Umakei to send me Uber Eats mm. all the time Umakei. I cook my own food now yeah, so okay, Ah, look down. You know how much money I've saved from cooking, okay, guys? Mm. So, it, 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 hasn't, it hasn't affected me in that sense in lockdown. So, money, I think, I, I think, please highlight, I got the virus from one of my patients because in pediatrics, there's been very, very few cases being reported. Yeah. We have each department in our hospital has their own protocol of how to handle the COVID-19. And that protocol, again, it changes all the damn time mm. because of all the new um, information coming through. Discoveries all the time. So mm-hmm. each, each department has their own way of doing things. Wapids, we have our own way. We have a respiratory ward. So every child that is coming in and is coughing or is short of breath and whatever, we send them to the respiratory ward where they get swapped. Yeah. Right. But now, please take into account, Ubuti, this is cough season for yeah. our kids. Mm-hmm. So they will come in. Our asthmatics will come in. Um, our chronic lung diseases will come in very this is their season so we see a lot of those patients coming in and we swap a lot um yeah as part of our protocol but we haven't reported many mm. right uh, so i on monday monday the let me check the date for you when i think i got infected monday the 27th Mm. I had a patient um, I'm working in a high care unit so I had a patient on a, a ventilator a lot of our patients come in needing other ventilators like I'm a patient that has been shocked they usually they have diarrhea and they become shocked their body shuts down and they need to be put on the ventilator or they have a severe pneumonia they need to be put on the ventilator or they are having um, irretractable seizures and they need to be put on the ventilator for support so that is that is the norm for me every day coming in and there's a patient in shock that is the norm um, and it's the first the first thing we think of hey, what is the cause of the shock and we go through it could be sepsis it could be diarrhea it could lots of things and at the bottom of the list it's COVID yeah. Because why we, we hardly see them. Yeah? 
Okay. So this patient was on a ventilator, and as part of the protocol, not because we thought the patient had COVID, as part of our protocol, when we ventilate a patient, we transfer them to Albert Lutui. So when we transfer them, we need to have the COVID results for them so that they are sure where to put the patient because now it's the ICU has been divided. There's a, 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 a COVID ICU and there's the ICU for the normal kids. Mm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So every kid that you, you, you send through to Albert, you swap and to make sure that it's negative. Most of our tests have been coming back negative. Yeah. This child I swapped, I had the so-called PPE, mm. which would be your visor, your cap, your mask, your apron, your gown, your shoe covers, your gloves. Yeah? Mm. But here's the catch. I think we're supposed to wear N95s. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the N95s? What, what, what are N95s? They're a special kind of mask. Yeah. That um, offers the most protection from uh, these viral um, particles. Okay. So, depending on what kind of mask you have, some are like your little cloth mask there mm. are less effective than your N95s. Mm. So, for us, the, the most effective mask is the N95. So, whenever you're doing um, procedures that will make you um, be more exposed to the viral particles, so if you are intubating a patient, if you are suctioning a patient, if you are swabbing a patient, you are at higher risk of getting these viral um, particles. So it's best to just wear an N95. Yeah. N95, have you seen how we have to check in the, the seal? They always say make sure it's sealed, like around the nose, like it's sealed. There's no air coming in. Mm. Hey, our N95s, Baba, loose as a mother. Very, very loose. Very, uh. very loose. And it's not an N95. Am I K95? Yes, I think it's K95. Very, they're very loose. You wear them. I mean, when I wore them, I just wore them because that's what they, 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 they gave us. But we all know, Uti, these, these masks are not as effective as they should be. They are loose on us. We, some of us have to double up on them. So when I did that swap, I was wearing that very loose mask. That's what the government gave us, those masks, and we're supposed to feel safe. Mm. And I did a swap, and I, I feel like that's, that's how I got infected. Yeah. Because it turned out that that baby was positive. The Albert Lutuli called us the next day to tell us that the baby's positive. <coughs> okay. So, so the, I think for us, if fatigue, corner. That's our baseline. And I think we have been trained to work under these conditions anyway. Mm. The most frustrating part is that even though we are made to be sacrificial lambs, we are made to work under these conditions, you are not even providing the weapons. We are at war and we don't have the weapons. Mm. You're saying just go in there now for the to intelligences. And let's Th- that's that's the country in general. That's I think it's that notion see what you can do. Cyril, lock down the country, see what happens. It's almost like we we are running a race behind someone else and seeing what they do and then we're gonna follow, we're gonna take suit. 
So yeah, no, situ- not necessarily decision, but I, I feel like simple things like a PPE. Mm. I feel like every single healthcare worker should be provided with the correct and most efficient PPE because we are there. When I when I'm intubating a patient, I am inside. I am inside. I am pushing down a pipe into a patient's nose, through the mouth, through the vocal cords. I am suctioning out all the secretions. I am directly in contact with this this virus. The least you can do is give me the correct gear to protect myself. I need to right now, you're saying, ah, you took an oath, blah, 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 it's your job. Yes, but I don't remember taking an oath saying, now nah, I will die. I will gladly die, Jay. I will walk in blindly and die. I did not take that oath. Mm. So I expect to work under safe conditions. Yes, we are not refusing to treat COVID patients. I don't, I don't recall anyone refusing to treat COVID patients. The issue is that now we're not being provided with the resources. So we are putting our lives at risk. Now I have a family. I have a child. I have you guys. We know can't be falling sick and dying mm. just because other people are greedy out there is it would you say it's the incompetence of the public sector or would you say gafana logan in all medical arenas private and public mpp is a short everywhere yeah right mm-hmm. they short everywhere um but i'm sure in private they uh, i don't know what's going on in private i haven't I haven't been there in a while, so I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. Um, so I can't really comment. Yeah. But they they were fans that were set out for PPEs and it. Mm. But I don't see anybody benefiting. Mm. And if, when they provide the PPEs, they're providing incorrect gear. Yeah. Like we are burying, we are burying our colleagues every day. I mean, at, at, at the hospital, the last two weeks, I know one, two, three, four, four nurses who've died. Jeez. And then me and my intern are positive. Mm. It's not fair, and it's not because we were walking around. You see, you see, you know, people are locked down and they watch. They're doing their own thing. No, Tina's cartel, and we don't have time to be doing that. We are getting it from the hospital. Mm. And you're yeah. not providing us with the correct equipment. So, yeah, true. True. And it's, it's, I feel like it's a hard look. Uh, we have to give ourselves <clears throat> a hard look at each other. Because we, we, we saw it coming and we didn't plan for it. So, now we finally seeing the results about the consequences of um, this virus and what it's doing to us and how detrimental it is to each and every individual. Because I, I, one community is affected, and then like especially you guys, because you you guys are more exposed. So it's it's crazy. Um, got there. It's a it's a subject that I think it's a gray area everywhere. I don't think anyone knows anyways um, jumping outside of that though going uh, because uh, we we definitely gonna go past COVID and 
I think there will be a solution. It's definitely not going to come from our country. Kota, <laughs> there will be a solution. That's fate. Vitz is working on something. Dead. It's not going to come from our country. I know Vitz is working on. on something, but nah, I don't see it happening. I honestly don't see it happening. But Lendolena, that was about to be implemented, or there was a lot of talk of it before COVID, NHI. What's your take on that? How do you feel about that? Is it is it positive for the country, or will it be detrimental in the in the long term? Mm-hmm. Sensitive issues; those are. Mm. Me? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm <it> was out. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. It's it 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 seems good on paper, but a lot of things like South Africa seem good on paper until we put yeah. it into practice. And again, there are so many aspects of things that are are overlooked in like just how people are and the inequality like South Africa and I know that the NHI is there to combat the inequality but yeah. I don't think the uh, private sector is gonna correspond I don't see it happening so that's why Mbuza who's who's really more in the arena and like you you would have a better understanding and better knowledge on the topic Yeah. Do you think the government officials would sleep at Barra? Where's Barra? Barakwana Hospital. Oh, no. So that's that's I'm not gonna even comment that my that's my point exactly. Mm. In equality for who? Mm. Equality for who? Is, do you think that's the mistake, Lana, South Africa, that we are constantly making? This, where we're always striving for equality, but it always seems to me that the way we are implementing the, uh, this whole concept of equality is really to give the small percentage of those people that are coming from a disadvantaged background that opportunity to get equal care, equal education, um, equal opportunities. So, for example, based on Akuluma and our upbringing, we come from a rural area. Um, we went to a decent school, a primary. We went to a very good high school level, C, uh, model C school, semi-private. And we went to uh, a, a good tertiary um, institution as well, quality, top quality. But of, of, of the people that come from where we, where we come from, how many had that opportunity? And it, it, to me, on paper, it says that every black person is allowed to go to 
or has the opportunity to go to the school. Every black person has the opportunity to work at that job. However, there are hurdles that are put in place, such as funding, such as how expensive it is to take this. So it's almost like these invisible hurdles that are put in place. And NHI seems like something that's also this whole, it's equality. We're giving you the opportunity for equality. However, that that isn't really an opportunity because we can take Umundo that went to high school um, who gets five A's, six, seven, however many A's and qualifies to go to IVIT or UCT or TAX or anyway, um, these, these, these um, developed institutions. God, they don't have enough funding home and they, they do not get a bursary. So then how is that equal opportunity? It's not equal opportunity. It's There's just no a, such thing. Yeah, there is no such thing. There's so, no such thing. It, it, you can never. There's no such... I, I feel that there's no such thing as equality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with I, you I there. Like this thing of striving for equality. Strive. As even, even in the first world countries, mm. and I feel like in this country, if you are poor, you are so screwed. Mm. You are so screwed because it doesn't even start with um, what education you get yeah. or what job you get. It starts from birth, where you are born, Ama resources. Are you are you born in a nice private hospital where you have um, Ama scans every month? Your baby is monitored every month, bloods and all of that. You get the utmost care versus you going to a resource-deprived um, facility where sometimes you don't even get even one scan. You'll be already we high risk. We high risky. Um, there's a high risk putting a will be born with complications. You didn't have an early scan. Uh, maybe you are not working. You weren't having enough nutrients already. Your unborn baby already. Before you are even, you've taken your first breath. Yeah. The mere fact one can go to private and one can go to, needs to go to government. Already that separates you. Mm. Already. You, you, you are born, you are born into two different families. One can afford to feed you a balanced meal. Another can't. In Ghana, that's when you start having your severe acute malnutrition. That's when you're having your moderate malnutrition. And with that, you know, malnutrition, people, people look at it superficially. Um, with that, in malnutrition, in, in, in kids, they're not like us. They need um, nutrition to maintain themselves, but also to grow. Mm. We are not growing. Yes. We just need nutrition to maintain us. They need more kilojoules than us. Yes. So if you are depriving Ingani of the essential nutrients, you are depriving them from growing. Not just not just e height or weight, or whatever. Their brains from growing, their organs from growing. That turns into what poor um, what do you call this? Just poor development in general. Mabela, again, Ingani, that nutrition is such a vital element in building whether you whether you're young or you're old or middle aged, whatever. It's so important. What's it? you are getting 
the right nutrients into your body and and your body is able to utilize them and in ning to um we don't pay attention to that but footy we don't have the resources one but two we don't have the time we don't have the time to you, care about it's you not, mm-hmm. but when i say that you're at a privilege yes. if you have a child now your child will be will be okay if you have the necessary nutrients mm. someone else's child might not and that 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 um affecting the the, the development of the brain in turn affects the performance at school you get low grades. In turn, you can't go to varsity. Exactly. In turn, you can't get a job. It's a vicious cycle. Mm. So mm. the equality, I, you can call me another time about it. Some people may, may say we wanna less of this crap. No. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. See I, don't see I don't. It's it. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anyway. That's the first thing that. I don't um, think so. I think the rich are keep getting rich. We are trying to get there ourselves but the poorer the poorer you are the less chances you have yeah the the thing about south africa which was never addressed was um we we all jumped on the curve of equality let's let's give black people uh colored people indian people whoever was at a disadvantage let's give them an equal opportunity so that's why it's one bee or triple bee and all those programs. However, what wasn't addressed is what are we doing to those people that didn't have that opportunity? What are, what are we doing to uh, a, a parent who, who is a single parent and and has three, four children? What are we doing for her to make sure that Inganzaka strive? That wasn't really implemented a program to to try and assist abantabanjalo wasn't implemented it was just can we allow these other people to have the same opportunity as the white kids so let's open up the schools if when uh, you couldn't go to vits now you can however it's still an issue yeah it's still an issue for a a normal yeah yeah boy when you went to college it was opened up for you to go to marriage college Mm. Sure, you can tell me now. You and the other white person, you were not the same. No, no. The first thing you I saw, the, the first thing I saw, I mean, the college was <laughs> one of the, this white boy had a yawai toolbox, like those big toolboxes. Exactly, my word. And it's hockey. I was like, ha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Yavo, and Yavo, and. And I thought, oh ma bought me like guitar. Like I had a whole plastic was a spa. Like Simba chips and sweets and all that shit. I was like, hmm, yeah, no, this is gonna last me. Then I saw this kid, I was like, whoa, you know? And that's where that's where Futi you see the gap. And you see Futi Guti, that gap isn't it isn't really getting closed. It's not. Because Labantu Laba, first of all, they have an inheritance. So they're already ahead. That was never addressed. The fact that has an advantage over But that's not I mean I personally I feel like that happened. So we can't run away from that. We can't try and and eliminate that. It it happened. They're ahead, right? Fine. Scrap that. My my biggest question is 
why isn't uh, why aren't our leaders implementing programs to ensure that at least get the same quality education as these white folks but they don't have to go to these expensive schools why is it that umuntu why is it that umuntu omnyama has to go to science and has to go to um the suburban areas has to go to private schools in order for them to actually get a proper quality opportunity let's just put it that way Oppo- yeah well and, and please highlight that opportunity yes opportunity and it's not the same opportunity as your as, as your as your colleagues mm. but the opportunity you must just be grateful that yeah. at least you had the opportunity to go and sit next to a white person in school yeah another yeah. thing like adding on your point like you know how dad hasn't retired yet Mm. And he's a principal at a, a, a rural school. And it was said, Uthin, Matrix and grade 7 need to go back to school. Mm. Now, I'm from Peter Marisburg Girls High. I'm on the old girls um, page. And they, 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 they um, went all out with the sanitizers, with the social distancing you know, they, they, they really organized the school very, very well. And they were taking um, videos, and you can see what you know. The girls, the girls are safe. The girls are distancing. They are sanitizers everywhere. Dad didn't even get Mars mm. for his school. Mm. So how is that equal? You see. How is that with England, as I said, Peter Marisburg Girls High, are able to go to school and sanitize and have social distancing safely. They can go to school pretty much safely, but dead school can't. Yeah. The kids can't. The poorest of the poorest, they don't even have a shot. Yeah. Because now, I sit on my exams and say, I'm from my mm. Who do you think is going to do well? There's no PPE. Mm. So, but life still goes on. People need to write exams. So mm. who's gonna who's gonna post mm. mm. And it's again the same thing about what the kids are going through with online learning and exactly. those practices. It's not practical because Abantu don't have that. <clears throat> um, what's the word? They don't have that those resources. Uguti, they can afford to yeah. do online learning. Exactly. It's not the same. And, and yeah. And it's again the blueprint of another country. It's it's hey guys, this works for us. This hey guys, I'll I'll go to Vit University in Shala Pramfontein or Shala Sentin or whatever. Online learning works for me. So let's say that's gonna work for everyone. Gandhi, we're not implementing the right procedures for every single individual like South Africa. In a big part of South Africa is disadvantaged. The a big part. When we see mm. Abantu that are, are successful, Abantu that, that are striving, these success stories, even black success stories, it, it almost feels to us like, okay, that can happen to us. Okay, that is an, it can, it can, but what, what's the chance? 
What's the chance of it happening to you? It's a very, very small chance compared to Umuntu, who's the, a different race. And there's still systematic racism, like South Africa, and there's still... Right now, I always have this analogy, a nice analogy that I put it. Guti, back in 1970, you went to a bench and it said white only. So Lapayana, they told you straight on, Guti, okay, no, you can't sit there because you're black, right? Now... It says, hey, you can sit there, but can you afford to sit there? No, you can't. So, therefore, yeah. white only. That's everywhere. Mina, yeah. I think the solution, I think it's a practical solution, is that each and every individual, each and every individual that... Um, Look at this. Sorry. She's so worried about me. She calls me. <laughs> I'm out. It's mom. She calls, let me just answer Yeah, but she should, man. Like, I won't blame him, man. <laughs> I won't blame. But anyways, I was saying the most practical solution that I think could work is every every child that had the opportunity of studying, go VITS, go UCT, you send them in Makar, so to work there because then you, you are increasing the standard. So, for example, let's take you when our seven is a local man, right? So, you went to VITS, you got a good quality education, you, your standards are higher than Umuntu that went to a, a nursing school or a college or whatever. So, if, if we allow those individuals that come from these universities and come from Lama, 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 Technicon, to go and actually work in Makaya for these public hospitals instead of or public schools or whatnot. Instead of taking, for, so instead of taking Omondo Pumevit, that's okay, Hambo Seven Zekres, which is a private hospital. Because what are you doing there? You are really not bridging the gap. What you're actually increasing the gap between the advantage and the disadvantaged individual because if when for example and now you qualify to be in the medical arena you're an intern and you go to a private hospital what's that doing it's only really helping the people who are already at an advantaged position right because umuntu is going to a private hospital Gandhi, who's going to the public hospitals right not not quality not not high level education not high level competence it's just it's standard as and you go manage to a public hospital and you have to and you wait you wait just for you to get medical attention that will never happen in a private hospital 
So why isn't that? Why aren't we taking individuals or employees that are high level and we're putting them in the rural areas or in in the township? When I don't you think that would be the best or the most practical solution? That's what some I'm saying. Of us, mm. Some of us want to be specialists. Mm-hmm. There is no institution. Mm. Just be. Mm. There's no institution, if I had, that will allow us to pursue. So other people, Abelung, usually Abelung, you, you, you hardly, hardly find in the rural areas, Abelung, mm. usually already, already, they're doing their primaries, they're doing their exams to get into the registrar program which allows you to specialize. While when it is we are panda in the rurals, you are in a way being left behind. I mean I feel like I've been stalled. I do not regret going to the rurals. I learned a lot. I learned how to be an independent doctor. I have way more confidence now. But with that came with I'm sacrificing my time to specialize. I should be I should be further than I am right now. So asking our daughter to go to the rurals or asking nurses or, or whoever to go and please just work in the rural areas and whatever. It's fine and all. It's a very nice theory. But then when it comes to Uti, I actually wanna develop further than this. I wanna specialize. I want there are no opportunities, it's virtually impossible. So you end up having to move back. I had to move back to Durban. So then the the, the the question then, shouldn't it be, well, why isn't there an opportunity for you to specialize in Makai? That should be the question. Not Uguti. Because it's exactly what I'm saying. Uguti, why is it that Umundo Oase Makai has to move out of Makai in order for them to succeed, in order for them to have a better opportunity? Why don't... Who wants to? Nobody invests in Makai anymore. That's the problem. That's the problem, I mean, uh, the, the government, oh, many, I mean, he had his annual speech at the beginning of the year and he was talking about a small, a smart city where they were investing billions and billions of rands. But I'm asking myself, well, the smart city, who's, 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 who's getting advantage from the smart city? Who's benefiting from it? And well, it's quite obvious. It's the... I want to always say white people, but majority of it is about Abelung. They're benefiting more from it because if it costs billions to make it, it's going to cost a lot of money to sustain it. And therefore, the standard of living is only going to be for a select few, right? So it's not really advantageous to inning Labant. It's only advantageous to the minority. So it's just... Again, this whole inequality thing, it's its its just bridging the gap further and further. It's not bridging the gap. I mean, it's increasing it further and further. So I don't buy it. That's why I say 
the our leaders of this country have failed dismally um there's a lot of things that have progressed and more black children more black individuals have better opportunities but a lot a lot of south africa is still suffering from what happened uh, during apartheid and what happened even before apartheid and that isn't being addressed it's almost like we're just putting a carpet over it and saying hey guys listen it happened let's forget about it and let's try and make this country a developed country but when you say developed country who is it developed for that's a big question yeah yeah so that yeah. that that's my thing again with the nhi i would say um on paper it seems like yeah no it, it it's going to work and it's going to benefit um the people that are at a disadvantage but from all the other things that have happened and we've seen happen um happen in in our country i think mina it's uh yes it's uh nah i don't think it's yeah, gonna work. i think it's i also think it's gonna be an epic fail mm. and we've been waiting for it to be implemented yeah god is me like we like we're waiting for you and it's taking sweet forever i think it's you know but if you guys 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 you know so but i think it's going to be an epic fail yeah like i think days. it's just going to cause more people to leave we live in this country going to yeah. cause more quality people to leave mm. and yeah and when I say quality, I'm class only white people. I just mean in general, people with um, the skills mm. to leave and be like, I work too hard for this crap. Let me find better opportunities. Mm. Yeah. I think it's going to be an epic failure. Yeah. Nah, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Outside of that, um, what are the plans, when I know that you're currently working towards specializing in um pediatrics yeah so what's 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 the plan when it do you have like a, a picture in in mind of utsufunbago um in the near future hmm. as challenging in pediatrics be, before like, as challenging in pediatrics Uti, why was it what 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 about it made you want to specialize in it Mm-hmm. I only liked kids in final year. Um, initially, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Um, and I like doing things that people say you can't do. So if you walk around and see how many neurosurgeons are there, very few. How many are black? Very few. How many are female? Even fewer. So I was like, ah, that's the field for me. Let me just go make a mark, you know? But then, um, as much as I liked neuro, I don't like theater at all. And, um, yeah, and me having to move and go work, work at a clinic for um, my community service and taking another year to come back to Durban, it, it just, it was delaying me because I'd have to have surgical experience for me to get into neurosurgery. It was just taking too long. So... I decided to, to do PEDS because I really, really appreciate 
the spirit of a child. I appreciate their optimism. I appreciate them not taking a sickly role. I even didn't figure more than someone taking on the sickly role. You know, for you to get better, I believe there's the medication and then there's the mind. Mm. If you're going to sit and cry over the fact that you are sick day in, day out, you're probably not going to get better. And I really enjoy being in the pediatric ward. Ingane are sick, yes, but they are running up and down. They are playing. They are they just a joy to be around. You know they are sick, but that's the, that's not the only thing that matters in their lives at that point. And I, I, I enjoy that kind of spirit. It's it's uplifting, it's encouraging, um, it's very rewarding. And um, most of the time, mm-hmm. most of the time, our kids get better and you get to watch them grow, you get to watch them become a success and that's very rewarding. So that's why I decided um, on doing pediatrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am currently uh, doing kids a Prince Machine. This is my first, I've just completed one year in pediatrics. Um, I plan on, yeah, qualifying. I'll be qualifying in four years' time. Um, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, no, I plan on going private. No, <laughs> I plan on going private afterwards. It's kind of in now. At least you have a vision. I mean, that's very important. What's it? that you're striving towards. Not what's it every day you're directionless. Um, so before we finish off, man, I want to quickly ask you and what's If you were to give advice to a younger person who is looking to go into medicine, um, what 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 would that advice be? Because I would say don't um, do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> you are you are such a hater. I'm not. I'm not. Ah, uh, it's not. It's not what I'm a hater. What thing I born in lifestyle and to me it, it it's um and here's the thing. 
with these careers, I feel like it has to be a passion rather than but everything in life when you do it, it there has to be passion behind it but yeah. especially about you have to be seriously passionate about it because I mean logically born there's no sense in me doing 36 hour shift yeah, yeah. Or, or, or being in surgery with someone for 16 hours born like why would I put myself through that? But of course, that would make more sense to you. So it, it, that advice, what's it mean? You, number one, and another mistake that occurs in, in the black community is, and Futi, it's a mistake that we don't realize because we don't really have the knowledge all the time to say, hey, chase your passion. It's always chase the money because and you're trying to survive in this world and you're trying to achieve the best that you possibly can and so we would rather chase money than chase our passions so when if, we, if you were to give an an individual advice often i'm some year university imagine they don't know what to what to what to pick and maybe they're thinking about medicine because a lot of people when i was speaking to this one girl the other day uti um she was what is she wants to um she wanted to do medicine so i asked her why medicine and she said no you know it pays well and um it yeah. seems it seems really cool i was like oh, yeah. okay like instagram i'm born along at i law no but what what advice would you give Dude, seriously. I asked it. I have to drink a lot of liquids. I asked it. I asked it. I I can't do it anymore. We are a bit too late. I just want me to walk with you. Should I walk with you? We are a bit too late. Yeah. No, I... No, don't walk with me. <laughs> Get right. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. So, Glind. That's young joy. Man, I'm going to come. I'm going is not cool medicine is yeah
Are you sure? Or um, that's not the right way of making money. If you want to make money, go into accounting or something. Or stupid things like that. I don't know why they would say that. I just feel like if you feel it in your heart, I wanted to be a doctor since I was like 10 years old. Mm. If you feel it in your heart, you have a passion for this, go right ahead and do medicine. Medicine is hard. Medicine requires a lot of selflessness, a lot of sacrifice. It, 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 it requires, I think the, the, the special thing about medicine, because I feel like every single career is hard. I feel like every single career requires passion. It requires pushing. It requires mm. sleepless nights. Every single career, if you want to strive in life, you're going you're gonna to work hard. And yeah, because we have Bill Gates, and Bill Gates would be like, I actually, I just sat around, hey, and I was just being pushy passion. No, no, no. When you work, you don't sleep. I, I've never met a successful person who was chilling. So in whatever career you decide to do, if you want to excel, you have to do the necessary things that require you to excel. Mm. So pe- people are just lazy now. People are like, oh no, no um, medicine is just, it's just too many hours, blah, 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 blah. Or you are just being plain lazy. I got a career where you will sit around and expect to live in a mansion, drive this particular car, have this kind of money, and you are ushayanje, that's all you're doing. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. It requires strategy. It requires a lot of hard work and sleepless nights. So it doesn't apply to medicine. I think the one very, very unique thing about medicine is that you you are required to be selfless. You are required more than ever to put other people before you to put your patients before your family, to put my kids in my ward before my own daughter sometimes, to put my patients before my mother, you, my sister, to put every, yeah, be on call and be 100% on call. Mm. That, I think that's what's special about medicine. People mustn't get it. I think people just get it twisted. Babona, um, doctors posting all these um, pictures of how hard they work. Nah, 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 nah. Come on, Caesar. You also work hard. Not only do you go to work, you have to come back and work on your fitness thing. You have to come back and do research on new... That's a lot of work. You don't sleep. Mm. So there's nothing unique there. There's nothing unique. The only thing is just... When you have to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I miss so-and-so's wedding. I miss so-and-so's um, birthday. You know, those those special personal things. And it takes balance and it takes self-discipline. You know, but that selflessness, you need to learn how to be selfless. That's it. Mm. But if you want to be a doctor... Being a doctor, it's not an easy way of making money, but is there an easy way of making money? No. There is no easy way of making money, guys. Money is just, Imali is just um, society's way of rewarding you of how important you are in the system. So, 
Iganjalo Leonte. It's really it's it really bad. You make That's the bare minimum. You would be making the bare minimum. And Abandu mistaken that for for example, if Umuntu has never earned X amount and they see you earning that amount of money, they think you're you know, she's rich. But exactly. in 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 your position, we ask what there's more to achieve. And again, Imad is just a way of of society recognizing you and your importance in the system. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you are important and if you are contributing to society, they, you're naturally going to be rewarded more. That's just the, the way of impel or whatever job it is. Yeah. So I want to do make that mistake. Um, but again, <laughs> it's just another hidden clause or a hidden gem, I would say, that the people that have that advantage of thinking that way or would say you should chase something that you could really strive in because then lom sebenzi those sleepless nights do not feel like a chore they almost feel like a yeah. like a, almost like a, a, a step ladder where continuously we are couple and if you're just going to be chasing the money then you're not that that eagerness and that enthusiasm is opaque what the food to tell that to someone who's broke, who's never seen Imali, they're gonna say bullshit. So it's um it's just a double edged sword. But I think No I just think I think yo guys money is nice. Yo money is nice. Money is woo money is nice. Mm. So you know with me don't mess with my coins. Money is good. Money is nice, guys. You must strive to build wealth. Strive to build wealth for your kids. I'm not saying strive to build richness. Wealth. But doing something wealth. that you like. Doing something that you like. Yes. There's no doing point. Doing something that you like. Yeah. Something that is sustainable. Mm. Something that can last generations. Mm. Something that if you die, your kids can take over. Something that you can leave a legacy. Something that you cannot be replaced. Basically something that fulfills you. Something that fulfills you. Mm. But it must also give you that chiching because chiching is nice and it's a nice incentive. Let me just tell you the truth. For me, it's a very, very nice incentive. I will work a 24-hour shift no problem if I'm being compensated. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, loyal twenty-four hour shift loyal. It mustn't feel like a chore. Mm. You need to balance. Yeah. It mustn't. Feel, yeah. You know, I know what I mean. I'm in medicine and I'm pushing this. Sometimes people think, "What would it? Hey, you know, you do what you do, you get paid, and it's sometimes being on call is crappy. Yeah. Sometimes you've seen me. You, it's crappy. You, I've been threatened by parents.
ladies and gentlemen that was quite a crappy end so due to shitty network um dr koza actually broke and we couldn't finish our conversation so we recorded this whole time but um <laughs> we weren't even recording anyways um i hope you guys enjoyed that uh, i certainly did i think it was a very knowledgeable podcast um i haven't had one of those in a very very long time as mentioned earlier this is my first one in about three months so i need to get uh, back to it and get uh, the consistency going um but uh, just to end things off um this uh, episode uh, as like all episodes was sponsored by bodyworks is total human optimization um with exercise and supplementation and nutritional assistance for anyone looking to lose weight gain muscle or shape their body in a different way improve their immune system their mentality um and etc 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 it's a very great initiative that i started a couple of months ago i'm very passionate about it and will certainly ensure that it grows so if you have those kind of goals and you are looking to um, achieve those goals then do not hesitate hit me up and i will definitely definitely get back to you with all the information and all the assistance required but let's end off the show Again, thank you so much to Zabesu Tukosa. Dr. Zabesu Tukosa, she, she, she never, <laughs> she always wants me to say that. Um, uh, great episode and I will catch you on the next one.